Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry. I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a hard and stressful place to live. There's not really an alternative that we know of yet. So every week, to make it a little nicer, I play a game with a guest, uh, or a team of guests in this case, not to spoil it, who's guaranteed to win because they're the only contestants. I assign my guests and contestant points based on how much they cheer me up with their answers to my game questions. And then at the end, the winner and champion receives a $100 donation to the cause of their choice. Uh, after that, the winner and I each give a pep talk to someone who we think, or a group of people that we think need it in this moment, because this isn't all about me, it's just mostly about me. My guests today are sincerely two of my favorite writers, comedians, and friends. I am in constant G-chat contact with both of them, and they're now the hosts of the brand new horror comedy podcast, Ruined, which you should subscribe to right now, because you can do it without even stopping this podcast. So go do it while I'm, I'm gonna talk slow, so you can do it before I stop. Hopefully you've done it. Welcome to the show, Helly Kiefer and Allison Livey. Yay. Oh, yay. Hi. That was gosh. so nice. Oh my gosh. Welcome. I'm I'm so delighted. I was just listening to your new show, which came out today, the day we're recording this, and it's so funny and great. Helly, you love horror movies. I've been hearing feedback from like friends and family, and they're like, well, you do do this, which is constantly tell people about horror movies and try to describe parts of them that are stuck in my mind. And I hate horror movies. Like yes. I like Hallie would like, you know, almost explode them on me on Gchat sometimes. And she'd be like, I watched this Japanese thing last night. And I'm like, oh God, where are we going? <laughs> but I also always want to know, like, especially for ones that I've like heard of, I am someone who needs answers all the mm -hmm. time. And so I usually turn to Wikipedia because I want to know like, what's the twist at the end of like, right you know, insert movie here. And Hallie is now my Wikipedia and all of your Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because everyone listening has subscribed. I gave them ample time. You Thank are you. almost too much time. I assume that your listeners are real multitaskers. <laughs> On theme with your new show, we're going to jump into our game, which today is called Scare buds. Oh. I consider you to be each other's scare bud. Oh, and on your pod we are. Yeah. <laughs> and on your podcast, Ruined, you talk about scary things in a way that even very frightened people like myself can enjoy. In this game, I will name a scary thing or something that many people consider to be scary. And you two as a team will tell me why it's not so scary. As always, I will award points based on creativity and accuracy of your answers, but mostly based on how much they delight me personally. Allison and Hallie, are you ready to play Scare Buds? Yes. Yes. Great. We'll start here. The first scary thing I would like you to explain to me why it's not scary is scorpions. I mean, there is like a drink that you could get at TGI Fridays named after. It's called the Scorpion. Mm -hmm. So I don't think mm -hmm. that anything that's on a menu that is as long as a book and comes in plastic could <laughs> ever really at its core be as scary as you think it is. I associate scorpions with uh, hiding in your shoe, like when you're camping, like you wake up and put your foot in. Mm -hmm. And I, I similarly agree, if something is small enough and wants to hide in your shoe, then that, that definitely knocks a few points off its scariness because that's adorable. These are both great answers. I would say that the scorpion is the only thing that appears on a TGI Friday's menu and hides in your shoe. Ooh. 
I think so, but I can't say that with 100% certainty. That's fair. I haven't been to a TGI Fridays <laughs> in a long time, and I mostly wear sandals. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Both of you raise wonderful points. Very important. I'm no longer scared of scorpions, if in fact I ever was. That is worth 28 <laughs> points, one for each page of the TGI Fridays menu. <laughs> Perfect. Incredible. <laughs> the next scary thing that I would like you to make less scary for me is the dark. Well, I, I guess my first thoughts are also animal-related. Owls, mm-hmm. baby bats. But there's so many adorable creatures that exist in the dark, and it's not their fault that we associate them with the dark. You know, raccoons, adorable possums, basically big fat cats with lizard tails. <laughs> yes. I say that in addition to that, the best thing about um, the dark is that that is when you get to go to sleep. That was going to be what I said, is that there's nothing so scary that it counteracts how good it is to go to sleep. Absolutely. It's true. So would you say, like, if someone was scared in the dark, the best advice would be to go to sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my advice for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, if you're scared on the subway. I'm scared of my driver's test. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hit your head against a tree and then knock yourself out and you're good to go. I love this answer. This answer is worth 36 points for the number of hours I would often like to sleep for. (laughs) Okay, great. The next thing I would like you to tell me about and why it is not scary, failure. I think um, failure is not scary because you're going to do it so often Mm -hmm. that it will become routine. (laughs) (laughs) When you say you, do you mean me specifically? Yes, you, or you yeah, comma, yeah. Josh Gondelman, comma, we'll do it so often. <laughs> no, but we fail constantly at so mm-hmm. many things. I think, like, like high-stakes failure feels really scary, mm-hmm. but, right. like, I'm trying to coordinate my friend coming over tonight, and, like, we are failing at it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, like, got the wrong time, and I'm like, well, that's a failure, and mm-hmm. that's fine. This isn't scary. It's annoying. Right. <laughs> And I guess I would say that failure, well, if you put it on a scale, the things that are really scary are the things that you simply can't anticipate. So you might personally fail to get a job or something, but something is going to totally blindside us like a pandemic, where it's like, that's mm-hmm. not a personal failure. So in fact, like if anything that makes like personal failure, so you kind of like, well, isn't that nice that you were trying? Like it's kind of, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's endearing to have tried. So at least failure has in it, like your attempt. And I think that that's what it makes it yeah. valuable. Your own disappointment kind of being like a small bespoke misfortune yes. in the face <laughs> of a bigger global disaster. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's something charming about your own failure compared to the global failure. This is such a good answer. Both of these are so heartening that failure is just constant and it's it's your own. And it, I think that's so beautiful. So they say you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? That's about a, a kind of a motivational thing to say. I say you probably miss 50% of the shots you do take. So right. you get good odds. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible for shots. Yeah. Right, what are you shooting? Are, is there someone playing defense? <laughs> For this question, you get 50 points, one for each percentile of the shots you make when you take them. Oh, wow. Thank you. I like that confidence. (laughs) You're building it within me by eliminating these fears (laughs) one by one. Next question. Why should I not be afraid of heights? This one's hard because it is one of my genuine phobias. (laughs) Me too. If you're up there, you're probably seeing something really pretty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've got a good view of Mm -hmm. something nice. I don't know why else you would be up high. Mm-hmm. I guess I feel like anywhere that you, Josh Gondelman, would be where it is high, it would be extremely safe. 
You know, so okay. you either be in an airplane oh, yeah. or a ride at a theme park, we'd be strapped mm-hmm. in. So at least with heights, it's hard to suddenly be up high all of a sudden and without a plan. Sure, right. You That's know, most true. up high places will have some sort of safety plan in place that you could lean on. Right. So. Very rarely does like a giant ape grab you and bring you up right. the Empire State Building. Yes. Not Rare. never, but very rarely. Not never. It's happened. <laughs> I've seen the documentaries. I, yes, yeah. I've seen the footage. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> Just watching it like, oh, that poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's so high. Like, <laughs> not being worried about being <laughs> That is true. You're not going to end up at a height by accident against your volition. <laughs> I hope I to God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if King Kong kidnaps me tonight, you're going to feel so embarrassed yeah. And that's not gonna be confused. my first thought. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I'm embarrassed. I'd be like, oh my god, Josh is 100% yeah, I'd be dead. like, next Tuesday when that podcast drops, either way, like, no matter what happens to you, yep. we'll be eating our words. Yeah, oh, you're gonna be so mad when the podcast comes out and it's gonna have to have a disclaimer from my producers that are like, Joshua is captured by a giant ape after this recording, and so this is the last episode. Or maybe you would just have to be Godzilla's bride. Maybe you wouldn't be killed. You would just have to oh, go live true. with Godzilla. So. <laughs> you said yeah. Godzilla. I think you still mean King Kong. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no. You, no, that's going to happen. That, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Wait, but like Godzilla's bride is very funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you and, you and King Kong are going to have something, but eventually you're going to be Godzilla's bride. <laughs> well, when you're ready for something more serious and you want to settle down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, King Kong is not someone that you settle down with. No, King Kong is kind of like a Sex in the City, New York fling. Yes, yeah, exactly. He's the kind of guy you date in your twenties, you know. Yeah. Like he's in fi- he's in finance. He works in a tall building. Like Godzilla's, like he's ready to settle down. He's leveling a city. He lives in, in under the ocean. Yeah, just someone just talking to King Kong on the phone, just angrily about to break up with him. Like Godzilla's leveling a city. What are you leveling? Okay, you're a fucking loser. Level My up. Dad's that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah, level up. <laughs> and then level it down. <laughs> level down. Oh, good monster talk. <laughs> this was good monster talk, and it wasn't scary hardly at all. Except for my fear of commitment. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, boy. That's so funny. <laughs> It's like when King Kong carried me all the way up the Empire State Building, I had to wonder, was it what I really feared? Commitment. Oh, (laughs) my God. That's Carrie Bradshaw getting brought up the Empire State Building. Like a Halloween episode of Sex and the City would be so fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. But not just like costume party, like actual monsters. Yeah. I really feel like that's one of those like stunt spec scripts you could write and Fuck, get stabbed right. somewhere. Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. All right, okay. we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work on that. Yeah, yeah I was like, it's Sex in the City is that it's taking place the exact night like that uh, Ghostbusters happen. Like all the ghosts, <laughs> it just like has to be four ladies out of the town that like the ghosts all get out. <laughs> and Samantha like fucks one of the ghosts. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, have course, to fuck Slimer. I'm assuming or yeah, one of the big names. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> An episode of Sex and the City with monsters and it is like the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Damn. Oh, I want to write it now. Oh, okay, what? Well, yeah, copyright well, the three of yeah. us. We got copyright it. Copyright yeah, us. Yeah, we did it. Copyright us. That's what it says <laughs> on the script. <laughs> yeah, that's how copyright works, right? By us. Yeah. This is such a good answer. This answer is worth 55 points. 
Incredible. It's really beautiful. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is such great synergy. That was, again, why we shouldn't be afraid of heights if you're keeping track <laughs> at home. I had forgotten. <laughs> okay, this is opportunistic and synergistic. Why should I not be afraid of ghosts? Because they prove the existence of an afterlife. Mm-hmm. So it means when our bodies die, we don't die permanently. And while ghosts do suggest that some people, when they die, get caught in other people's apartments, which I don't love, mm-hmm. I, it also suggests, well, maybe not. You know, maybe some ghosts get to go to heaven or, or some sort of alternate realm. And that's mm-hmm. kind of nice to know. That is nice to know. Yeah. That's great. That's like an existential answer. That's really comforting. Yeah, you have to go wide when it comes to ghosts, I think. Yeah, because yeah. there's all kinds of <laughs> versions of, like, where they are. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you're, like, running, like, ghosts in the sense of, like, one being here, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think it's nice to make new friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And to meet people outside of your regular circle. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like all my friends are in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be nice to meet somebody who was, like, a loomer. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, you were so a loom. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, because I assume all ghosts are from like uh, turn of the 19th right. century yeah, and uh, all had like colonial jobs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so, a know. town crier, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I think, and also like, there are so many people that you want to see in your life that you're like, we should totally hang out. And like, mm-hmm. you know who's not going to blow you off is a ghost. Yeah, they got nothing but time. Nope, nothing but time. And they're <laughs> all plans. They, they don't they don't go many places. <laughs> this is a great answer. Just really solid. A 43-point answer. Next question. This is very scary. And I think about it in, you know, semi-frequently. Why should I not be afraid of being framed for a crime? This is a tough one. Yeah. yeah. This is a tough one. I think so. I have uh Zero faith in our criminal justice system. Oh, yeah. The criminal justice system is bad. I mean, to be fair, my demographic, I have the greatest degree of privilege maneuvering through the criminal Mm -hmm. justice system. But even then, I feel like a really good framing could get you. Yeah. The only upside I could see is that in your effort to be um, found, for people to know about your innocence, you could then teach people more about the justice system which I just, I do think every time, like, the Innocence Project, like, is able to get someone out of prison, it's sort of, like, a general public reminder, like, all these different things that are wrong. So I would say the positive is, I guess, we live in an era where people are willing to explore and question those things more so than at any other time in history. Right. So if you're going to be right. framed, I guess being framed now would be the time, though it, w- it still would be pretty bad. Right, because no one's going to be like, we throw him in a lake, and if he sinks, right. he's innocent. I think it's, like, a... Uh, compliment that like someone <laughs> would, would think that you would think you could pull off uh, a heist which is I assume what you're being framed for sure. is a heist yeah 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 so I there's there's that. a little bit of a like this guy seems like he could rob a museum sure <laughs> like, sure sure you know so people like the fact that a judge and a jury of my peers would be like this guy masterminded this whole thing Right, because you got away with the activity, mm-hmm. I assume. And then after the fact, the evidence was in towards your... Yeah, I don't know yeah, if yeah. that counts as getting away with it, but... <laughs> well, I guess... Well, it, technically, I guess, someone else is getting away with it, right? Right, that's me. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe if you got out, they would split the treasure with you? 
Ooh. I assume it's a treasure. <laughs> yeah, One of those I, museum I, treasures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think this really depends on the crime. Like, if it's yeah, robbing yes. a museum, we could all agree, like, that's still pretty cool. It's if it's pretty like, cool. yeah. you killed a dog, it's like, well... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that, where people, it's like, there's no, like, oh, what a cool guy, or something. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 no, that guy should be yeah, in jail. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the crime. We love scammers, as long as the scam is about strictly money. Uh, this is so good. That answer is worth... 44 points, 44 being Ocean's 11 plus Ocean's 12 plus Ocean's 13 plus Ocean's 8. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks for including 8. It's not canon to men. I'm not a sexist. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, if he doesn't include Ocean's 8 when he's adding up all the Ocean's is, that's a red flag. Don't. Do not marry Godzilla. Don't have sex with him. You should go back to your ex-boyfriend, Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) Your ex-boyfriend, Godzilla. Just a text from a friend. I'm thinking about getting back with Godzilla. Honestly, he seems like he's in a really good place with his life. He's totally different. Next question. Why should I not be afraid of public speaking? Or why should one not be afraid of public speaking? It's not a personal fear. I was going to say, Josh, if you are, I mean, I have a lot of questions. I feel like you shouldn't be afraid of public speaking because once you realize that no one cares it's such a freeing experience. Like, no one watching is, like, part of your anxiety. You know what I mean? Yes, like, when yes. I, if someone's nervous, one, I don't know. And two, even if I know, I don't care. Don't care. Like, yeah. I'm sympathetic, if anything. So I think once you realize that, it sort of opens you up to, like, oh, which is a good thing to think about anyways. Like, maybe my anxiety isn't real. And if that's true, maybe I could just, that could relieve some of it in this case and in every case. Yeah, the first time you're public speaking is not going to be, like, the state of the union. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, no one's like, oh, you've never spoken in front of any people. Here, address the nation. That's terrific. I love that. Public speaking, I'm not afraid of it. I hope other people feel less afraid of it after hearing that. That is worth 42 points. Great answers. Next question. Why shouldn't I or anyone be afraid of plane crashes? It came up earlier in terms of heights, but specifically plane crashes, I think, is a different kind of fear. I mean, it happens so much less than we think it does. Mm -hmm. You know, so like statistically, it's not likely that is going to happen to you. Yeah. Like more likely, you're going to be sitting next to somebody who like burps a lot. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, manageable. Yeah. Just someone watching a movie with like weird, explicit sex, just like very openly. And you're like, <laughs> yes. how do you have this confidence? <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you, do, you, do you always be with the door open? <laughs> <laughs> the people who watch very sexy movies on planes oh. are psychopaths. It's just so much. I can't imagine being that guy. I feel like if I watch a movie where, like, a man takes off his shirt, I'm like, oh, don't look. (laughs) Seatmate. Yeah. I feel the same way about people who take off their shoes. It's like... That's even worse. What's your relationship with your foot that you would do this? (laughs) (laughs) So when I flew out here, because I moved earlier this year... When I was flying out, I had to fly from Cleveland to, I think it was Dallas, and then switch and come to L.A. Mm -hmm. And while we were about two and a half hours into the flight to Dallas, and I'm dead asleep, and I wake up to the uh, plane being going down very sharply. Oh, my God. And they're like, okay, so it looks like our instruments are telling us that the plane is losing cabin pressure, so we do have to land right now. And so we will be on the ground in St. Louis in 15 minutes. And let me tell you, they landed the plane. And yes, I did have to spend all day waiting for another flight in St. Louis. I got drunk two separate times out of Chili's. 
I wow. called everyone I knew. But it was a kind of situation where, like, in my mind, if something goes wrong on a plane, the plane immediately explodes or, or hits the side of a mountain. So I think to your, just to piggyback on Allison's point where it's like, it's so unusual. And even when things are, have mechanical problems, for the most part, they just land the plane and it's fine. People yes. are inconvenienced and that's it. Yes. That's great. Yeah. I love that as an issue. That's like so sincerely comforting. That's such a good and sincerely helpful answer. I'm going to give that 69 points, Ooh. which is how old Captain Sully is. Oh, great. Amazing. <laughs> My personal hero. You know what? Honestly, I feel like more times than not, the plane gets sullied. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of those that we don't yeah. know about, probably yeah. because right. the uh, airlines don't want us to know. Hey, they just so not. you know. Yeah, that this happens this, pretty regularly. Right, yeah. yeah. Next question. This is a very real fear for me because I am a narcissist. Why Ooh, should yes. I not be afraid of my whole life being like a Truman Show scenario where everybody's kind of like watching you and you're just like a source of perverse fascination for people? Josh, I feel like, look, lean into it, honey. Like, you, if, you, if you need attention that bad, guess what? You've got it. You've got the whole world. When they remake Truman Show, that's the ending right. is that he stays there and he's like, this is my show. I will throw champagne in everyone's face every day. Like, I will flip over tables. It'll be Real Housewives or whatever. I actually think that's such a fascinating, bleak movie of someone who is, like, convinced his life is a movie, and it is, and he's yes. hyped about it. Yeah. Oh, God, like, that I knew is it. dark. I fucking knew it, man. So I say, yeah, have fun with it. Also, like, we're all halfway there. Like, we live online. Mm -hmm. Like, That's all we true. do yeah. is, like, tell people what we're thinking and the dumb, like, songs that go through our heads that, like, are about petting a dog or, like, mm -hmm. posting what we eat and what our sneakers look like. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. It's, like, another, like, 10 feet and you're kind of already there. So, Allison, your reason to not be afraid of being in the Truman Show is that we are already there. Is basically We're already living so, yeah. like, performatively, mm -hmm. even if it's not natural and genuine, yep. it's yeah. still, like, who we are. Right. That, like, it just feels like we are already dancing for people. <laughs> so. Such a great answer. That's so comforting. And that is worth 31 points. <sighs> final question. And in a way, it's the final question. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Why should mm. people not fear death? I think that in reality, mm -hmm. when you die, essentially you just fall, you're just asleep and you're not conscious for the mm -hmm. rest of time. Yeah. And so it's not scary because it's not anything. You won't be, you, you won't feel in pain or anything like that. You'll just, it'll be like going to sleep. That's what I like to tell myself. I also think that it, because it happens to everyone, that there is no escape. Like it is like kind of, you know, death and taxes, the two inevitable things in this world, um, unless you're a billionaire. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think you get out of both of them. Yeah, um, I bet. If if they're, if you're a billionaire and you have to die, it's like, what were you even working on? <laughs> right, right, what's the point? Was it just yeah. to not pay taxes? <laughs> yes, I could not pay taxes. <laughs> right, everybody could not pay taxes. I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, because it happens to everybody and it is this equalizer that you can't escape. No you can't do anything about mm -hmm. it. There is a freedom to that. So I guess that's how I would approach not being afraid of death. I yeah. love it. I think that's yeah. really helpful. It is kind of a nice uh, companion piece to both of your answers about ghosts. And I, mm -hmm. I like this very much. This is a 39-point answer. Excellent. Yeah, it is. Very soothing. We're great at this. <laughs> Maybe the best to ever do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I bet you tell all your guests that. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That was a really wonderful, soothing answer. And you really aced this game of Scare Buds, and I'm just delighted. Your total score is 425 points. That is the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. An incredible performance, breathtaking. Your teamwork was amazing. Your creativity was astounding. I feel so overjoyed to have witnessed this. How do you feel? Phenomenal. Incredible. Absolutely. I almost feel like it's not fair because there's two of us, you know? So it's like, technically, it's almost like we each get half that score. I'm so thrilled to have you as the most recent Make My Day champions and all-time high scorers. As the grand prize for your win, you each win $100 as a donation or contribution to the cause of your choice. Where are you each sending that donation? Well, we were discussing we're going to send our donations to the Milwaukee Freedom Fund, which is supporting protesters in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. especially following the everything that's been going on in Kenosha. Anyone who's sort of in the state who who needs support. Mm -hmm. So... I think a, a bail fund, I mean, especially in light of, of this week's events, but I think anytime a bail fund can be contributed to, that's that's good news. It's just such a, cash bail is such a, a, a racist and oppressive system. As uh, white people, you know, it's like, we don't think of it necessarily as this acute problem. And then there's something like this that brings attention like, oh, right, this whole other part that is not the direct focus of our attention is also something that mm-hmm. is wrong. So Right, yeah, that it's, a, it's an entire system and not just an individual incident. So we would like to be able to help undo ultimately that system, you know, $100 at a time. That's great. So that's a $200 contribution to the Milwaukee Freedom Fund. If anyone listening wants to donate, which I encourage you to do, I'll post the link in the show description and on on social media. Uh, That's such a great choice. Finally, for today's show, the pep talk. Each of us will give a pep talk to a person or group that we think could use it at the moment. I'll go first. My pep talk is... Circling back to the themes of our episode, for people who are worried their house might be haunted. Okay, first of all, it's probably not ghosts. There are so many reasonable, tangible explanations for the noises and phenomena you're experiencing. Nature, gravity, dreams, whatever. I'm not saying there aren't ghosts. I'm just saying that most things aren't ghosts. But okay. Let's say your house is haunted, and it's not just your partner or kids moving stuff around or a tree tapping against the window or an old man trying to scare you off of the property so he can expand his amusement park onto it. What's the big deal? Yes, you're dealing with a paranormal force you don't fully understand, but that's fine. There are so many living, breathing human neighbors that are worse than ghosts. Work with what you have. Help finish some unfinished business. Be neighborly yourself, right? Help your local ghost get on with her death so you can get on with your life. Is it that much worse than cat sitting for the couple downstairs who seems to be on vacation 20 weeks a year? I have very nice upstairs neighbors whose kids wake up every morning at 5.30 for basketball practice. I wish they were phantasms who I could assist in their quest to exit this mortal realm, but they're just regular kids who are loud, so I can't stop them from doing that at all. Don't think of your life as half full of disruptive spirits. Think of those spirits as half departed from this corporeal plane. And if you help them ascend, you're encouraging them to do what you wish all bad neighbors would do and move on. Oh, that's nice. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Allison, I would love to hear your pep talk. Mine is not about anything scary. I mean, it kind of is. My pep talk is for couscous. (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) I know, it's so scary. So many carbs. Couscous, I know it seems like the other real grains are having their day and that no one can open up a recipe in the New York Times without seeing a farro salad. But you know what? That's okay. 
couscous, you're the easiest thing to make on the planet. Mm. Most of your cooking is done after you turn the stove off. It's genius. <laughs> and there's also the time that I was cooking and I spilled an entire box of you on the kitchen floor in my apartment, and it sounded like a rain stick from the nature store. <laughs> You'll be here for tenants to come. You're part of the structural integrity of this building now. The next woman in your mid-30s who rents this one bedroom with a kitchen the size of a phone booth will inevitably enjoy finding you under her bare feet every time she cooks drunk. That's wonderful. Yeah. Couscous, I'm sure, is excited to hear it. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Hallie? Um, my pep talk is for the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> All of them? Yeah. So I feel like you guys are having a bad 2020. I feel like, you know, we all saw that video that the Pentagon released, essentially, um, saying, well, we don't know what it is, but they, of course, were saying it's probably aliens. And then we all remember, uh, I believe it was last month, the Pentagon also revealed that they have a task force that they had, I guess, at some point alleged that they had closed down that was investigating the existence of you. And now they're revealing, actually, that's still open and we are still looking for aliens. And I just wanted to talk to you because I feel like, much like other things that don't exist, like God and that kind of thing, it's like you guys are really trying to like <laughs> make sure that no one could actually prove you exist. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people believe in you, but I think you've done a great job of, of staying under the radar. And I'm concerned that these recent developments are making you think like, oh my God, they are gonna find actual proof. And I just wanna reassure you, we are not that organized. We don't have it together. <laughs> like we can't, if you're out there, we are never gonna find you unless you just decide to show up. And it seems like you more have like a sort of like, you know, like a sneaky, weird, pervert <laughs> plan where like you sometimes sneak people and put things in their butt or like howl out cows for some reason. And that's your, business that's your prerogative but i so i just want to say aliens out there if you thought oh my god like maybe they're somehow get, they're on to us they're gonna find proof we've got so many other things going on so if anything i feel like you could be a little looser you know you could be out here a little more and we still are not gonna be able to come up with like actual evidence if we have phones and um cameras and we've had them for decades we still got nothing so i say use this time we're gonna stay socially distanced but you guys should go nuts okay <laughs> So thank you. Oh, go aliens. That's yeah. a really beautiful pep talk. Aliens, Love that. you do you. Yeah. Hallie, Allison, what a wonderful episode this was. And th that was it. Th that's Make My Day this week. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. Thank you again to this week's champions, Allison Leiby and Hallie Kiefer. Hallie and Allison, other than subscribing to your podcast, Ruin, another Radio Point production, which everyone should, again, already be subscribed to. You could be doing it right now while I'm talking. Where else can people find you and your work? You can just check me out. I'm, I'm an at Hallie Kiefer on Twitter and Instagram. And hey, man, keep looking towards the stars, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Allison Livey on Instagram and Twitter um, and also in my kitchen cooking couscous. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. If anyone listening, again, is interested in contributing to the Milwaukee Freedom Fund, I'll make those links available. And if you have your own answers to today's game of Scare Buds, tweet them at me, at Josh Gondelman. Allison and Hallie, they're busy. You don't have to bother them with why you don't have to be afraid of things. They're not as fearful as I am. Thank you again. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. <laughs> <laughs>